Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to uh, another episode of Shakey's Cricketing and Sports Journeys. Um, so far, I've been giving you lots of cricketers from around the globe. Um, and today, um, I've, I've decided to change things up a little bit. Um, I've gone from a bat ball to a pair of boxing gloves. Um, a, a welcome to the show today, special guest by the name of Muhammad Ali. Welcome to the show, young man. Welcome, Sam Kasim. Absolute pleasure to be on your show and make my debut from a crossover spot. No, absolutely. No pressure or anything, bro. Um, look, I'm going to give a quick insight into your background before we get into your story. Um, you are born, obviously, in sunny Rochdale, Manchester, Greater Manchester. Manchester, yeah. And you are a, you're the first type one um, British professional boxer ever. Yeah. And we're obviously going to talk uh, a little bit more of an insight into your story and the challenges you faced. Um, but I just want to just want to put it over to you and say, you know, welcome to the show. How's things? How, how's life? How are you feeling? Um, life at the moment is in the air for us all. You know, with this coronavirus, hopefully we all overcome this battle with coronavirus and get back to normality and kick yep. on with our lives. For example, I want to get in the ring as soon as possible. I want to be given a date and a venue and all being well, we'll be boxing. Boxing will be back very soon and other sports. Um, yeah, no, I hope so. I've created history once, becoming the first diabetic professional boxer. I want to create history for the second time, becoming the first diabetic to become a champion. All being well. I like that. I like your attitude. I like your attitude. What I want to do is, I want to go way back. And I want to start by talking to you about, a bit more about your journey. And, and you know, what, what's, what's happened along the way. Because it's not always been, a, not always been plain sailing. Um, at the age of five, you were um, diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic. Um, yeah. Tell me about, you know, tell me about, those, tell me about those early moments. Obviously, your mum and dad and your family. What was it like for everyone? Right, let's have a big throwback then. So, going back 22 years, I'm um, a hyperactive child. I was opposite to my brother. My brother absolutely loves his Call of Duty and you know, the PlayStation, Milaki, yeah. and I'm yeah. not into, I'm a hyperactive child, I'm not into my PlayStation or consoles, um, so I'd be out uh, from a young early age playing out um, on the field, sports field, in, you know, by the house or the local park, uh, playing football, your cricket, crossover sports, I've done it from day one, <laughs> crossing yeah. over, sleeping from football to cricket to boxing, yeah. um, uh -huh. so... Uh, as a youngster, taking part in football but, um, and cricket, playing all kinds of sports, like I've said. Um, but I'm, I'm doing a, like, no disrespect to any diabetics out there, but I'm suffering from a hypoglycemia acting in a funny way. Basically, it's for the non-diabetics, they won't understand. It's where you faint and you're not in control of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm acting in a funny way for the first time. And my mum's never seen me do... You know, act funny. Mm -hmm. And um, my mum's phoned the ambulance. The ambulance comes over to our house. I'm taken to the local uh, hospital. It's Rochdale Infirmary. And uh, I've been diagnosed now with type 1 diabetes. And my mother and my father, we all, you know, we're close, not family. And uh, my mother and father are now suffering from depression. They're thinking, what have we done wrong for our child to be diagnosed with type 1 diabetes? And on a daily, I received messages by 
parents and other diabetics asking for advice. And I'm always speaking to my mother and father and saying, look, um, somebody's messaged me to ask how they can support their child with diabetes. Can you give advice on how you brought me up as a diabetic? Mm -hmm. And Cass, it's, uh, can you hear yourself? Is it yeah. fine? I yeah, can yeah. hear myself talking back to myself. You know, you're all right. I can hear you. I can hear you good. Oh, cool. So, uh, my mum uh, telling me, you know, when I was about, I think it was under nines or under ten, under ten Sunday league football team, I was playing for them on a Sunday and uh, my mum never missed a game and she'd sit there, obviously me being a child not in control of my diabetes, um, she'd watch me from pitch side and she's see me suffering from hypo now again fainting passing out on the pitch and let's not forget that day i scored about six goals or something <laughs> honestly and two hat tricks to scored i remember that day very well till this day and yeah. the first half uh, about five minutes left till the half we finish and uh, my mum wears a scarf and she's come running on the pitch she's sprinting you know a lady with a scarf on everyone to use this crazy lady running onto the pitch and yeah. uh, she bought Lucozid, an overdose on carbohydrates, basically, to get my sugar levels mm -hmm. up. Uh, Lucozid, Mars bars, bananas, mum's throwing them down my throat. And um, everyone's thinking, what are these guys doing? <laughs> and whoever were taking part and the parents watching Pixar become thinking, who are the maniacs? <laughs> and yeah. uh, I remember going back 22 years as well. The medication has moved on amazingly. Like, for example, I'm sponsored by Freestyle Libra. The company's called Abbott's. And it's mm -hmm. uh, like a 2P coin I've got on the side of my butt. And I, I've got an app on my phone where I scan over the 2P coin and my sugar levels are shown. It shows if they're going up or going down. But going back 22 years, I was picking my finger about 10 times a day to keep an eye on my sugar levels. But... Mm -hmm. The needles, it only sounds like 12 millilitres, but it's big. Like now, I, I can even get an insulin pump and place it on my abs to control the insulin um, flowing in my body when mm -hmm. I'm consuming boots. But mm -hmm. um, due to boxing, I can't wear a pump on my abs. It'll get punched off, so I inject. But the needles are 4 millilitres. But what my point is, technology's moved on so much. Back then, I was using big needles. And my mum would inject herself, you know, in places on the legs to see if it's going to be painful for myself. Yeah. And um, my mum's, you know, she's, my mum and dad have done so much for me. I'm the man I am today because of my parents. And my advice to all up and coming athletes and current athletes, respect your parents and your elders. Because um, without them and their prayers, um, we'll struggle in life. And, um, you know, you know it's, it's, um, it's interesting listening to you there. So, my mum wears a scarf. I played boys club football when I was younger. Yeah. And it, obviously, you play with a, let's be honest, a bit of a rougher crowd. You know, the footballers, you know. Yeah, the Sunday are, league especially. Sunday league as well. So, I have, I can relate to you. My mum used to come with the scarf on and watch me play football. And, you know, it was it was actually fun in some ways because the dads and stuff and the, the other mums, they actually started getting to know my mum more. And, and, you know, it's good for the cultures to mix with each other. Absolutely. But I can imagine, I, I can imagine a Sunday league game, lady with a scarf running on. <laughs> you know, that would, have been, that would have been a sight, definitely. But, you know, I, I also can relate to you that I lost my younger brother um, when, yeah. when he was very young. Um, he passed away when he was five years old. He had, oh, a, uh, he had, he had an illness called pseudo-obstruction, 
So I can relate to you, brother. I've seen my parents go through, um, you know, difficulties when you have a young child who's got who's been diagnosed with a with some sort of you know illness or something that needs to be managed. I've seen my parents go through it as well. So I can I can relate and understand what your parents would have been feeling Honestly, like. Honestly, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Cassim, uh, but I receive messages on a daily by other diabetics and. Honestly, I received, you know, when I'm going, other athletes will understand when you're going training, coming back, sometimes you can't even be bothered opening your messages. But honestly, I try giving all my time to anybody regarding diabetes. I try giving them as much advice as I can. Good, uh, good. Because I know what I've been through and yeah. what they're going through as well. So I relate to them. And I try, you know, giving as much advice. For example, last week, some lady, she messaged me and um, I said to her, look, speak to my mother direct you know i'll give you my mum's mobile number you give my mum a call and speak direct you can as mothers you can speak to each other her yeah. child's five years old and i don't due to uh confidential rights i don't want to give yeah of course, no, I mean, away, no, of course. but the mother messaged me and as i gave her my mum's mobile number i said to my mother as well look somebody may call you and she said yeah that's absolutely fine i'll you know give them advice no, and uh, casting you know sports is not an easy field the amount of sacrifices diet injuries you've got to go through yeah and then diabetes on top of it um you know you have to take extra care you've got to take extra care and I, i'm a proud diabetic to be honest with you boxing is a weight categorized sport and as a diabetic if i consume bad foods I have bad results uh, with my sugar levels and uh, that could lead to other illnesses. So, and, and if I'm eating bad foods, consuming bad foods, I'll put weight on. Whereas with uh, boxing, it's a weight categorized sport. So if I'm eating healthy, I stay within my weight category and yeah. feel good and strong. Yeah. And so I think boxing and uh, diabetes work hand in hand. That's so interesting. That's any diabetics out there listening? Yeah. Any diabetics out there listening, guys? Don't you all start boxing now? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to. I hope you know. You know, it's interesting you say that though, because boxers, yeah, you have a very. If you're a professional, you have a very healthy lifestyle. And Absolutely. diabetic, diabetes, being diabetic is all about putting the right stuff in your body. Consuming so the right. I've never, I've never thought about it like that. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that. Let's get. Let's move forward, though. You know, football, cricket. Oh yes. All these, all these, all, all, all these sports. What I want yes. to get to and ask you is, you know, what made you? How did boxing get started? I mean, I, I can't imagine your mum and dad were like, you know, I know you're born with a name, mashallah. You're born with the name that that you know, you know, the greatest boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali. All right, greatest. let's go back to my name, though. Sorry yep. to interrupt you, Captain. Yeah, I've got no family history of boxing. Let's get that right. Zero so, history. So your dad, your dad of, was uh, no boxing. fan. Your dad was no fan. No. Didn't hate you because of that. My father doesn't like boxing. Let's get that straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's happened is, at the age of fifteen, Ricky Hatton is boxing um, Costa Zoo for the uh, light welterweight title. Great fight! Great fight! It was at the MEN Arena. And my dad yeah. took me and my brother up. We asked him, we begged him. My brother's a big boxing fan. So I said to my dad, look, please, can we go up to the MEN arena? So what they did was, Costa Zoo uh, agreed to box Ricky Atten in Manchester. 
only if they boxed the American time. Right, so okay. at 12 a.m. they shut the doors off the MEN arena, so you're all locked in now. And the yep. fight was at, uh, I think it was 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. at the top of my head going back then. Um, the fight was uh, early hours in the morning. And yep. I remember being at the Manchester Arena and Ricky Hatton bringing the arena, bringing the whole of Manchester and the United Kingdom to a standstill. Honestly, yep. and I thought, wow, this man can do this. Why can't I do this? I'd love to yep. do something like this. So that's where boxing started coming into my head. And then um, I was roughly 14, 15, again, when, uh, in 2004, when Amir Khan had gone to the Olympics and yep. won the silver medal. And he came yep. back to, well, not, not just uh, when he arrived in the UK, when he got to like the quarterfinal, semi-final, everybody yeah. started talking about him. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember. Him well, yeah, yeah. I remember and we're well. all tuning in. Who's this kid from Bolton? You know, watching him. And uh, when he won the silver medal, the United Kingdom again stood still for him. He brought the whole country to a standstill when he arrived at Manchester Airport. And mm -hmm. I thought, wow, this is one amazing sport. Um, if you hit the heights you bring the whole country to a standstill. Why can't yeah. I do this? And yeah. then I've started boxing for the local uh, amateur boxing club. Oh, yeah. I've asked my dad now, please, can you take me to the local boxing club? He said, no. You know, you're diabetic as it is. Uh, Muhammad Ali, the legend, the greatest boxer of all time, he suffers from Parkinson's. Um, yeah. I don't want you going down that route. And my dad took me to the local karate club, which I took part in for nearly over 10 years, and I was just not liking it, but my dad had me involved in sports to control my sugar levels and keep my fat burning and, yeah. you know, in, in control of my diet. Um, yeah. I was like, please, Dad, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go to karate, I don't like it, take me to the boxing gym. And um, it just went take me, so I said to my mum, look, I mean, hands got punchy to a standstill, please take me to the local boxing club. Yeah. And, my dad not knowing he was at work and my mum took me to the boxing gym. So I'd gone up for a few weeks and um, gone up to the club. Uh, Mum's took me up to the club a few weeks. Coach said, brings, calls me over and he says, um, I need to speak to your father. I'm like, whoa, what have I done wrong? I, I don't want you to speak to me, father. You don't want me to take him part in boxing. And yep. uh, he's like, I look, I need to speak to him. So I've gone, mum's come. I'm like, listen, you need to bring dad up the gym trainer wants to speak to him. So my dad now comes up to the gym and he's like, well, you, you shouldn't be here. And coach says, look, your son's good enough. You know, he's good enough to fight. And yeah. uh, my dad's like, look, we'll work hand in hand then. You do well at school, you can box. If you don't do well at school, you cannot box. As so simple as that. So um, the coach, I've gone up, my dad's put me up, spoke to the coach, and he said, it's good enough to box. It's called a medical card. As an amateur boxer, you get a medical card. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've applied for my medical now. I'm training, and I'm boxing now. Um, I've got a fight lined up, and all of a sudden, my license has been rejected. My medicals, I passed all my medical, but the England Boxing Amateur Association, they said he can't box due to being diabetic. This was at the age of 14 or 15. So, um, that's it. I was heartbroken. My mum and dad, again, you know, depressed, thinking, why can't I son be accepted within boxing? What's he doing wrong? Yep. His diet's yep. fine, controlling his health. 
and um, he's doing well at school, ripening up lots. And just some um, questions. Some questions I've got for you. When you were when um, when you're in the ring, as long as you stay on top of what you're meant to do, your insulin, your diet, do you ever have any problems? No problems. So you don't. You don't you know, no, you've never felt you know round four, round five of a fight. You don't feel weaker, weaker than other no. people. You're just as strong. I, okay. Um, do you know what in training? I was speaking about it today with my trainer. Uh, my trainer he likes to, you know, speak, you know, get into my head, you know, yeah. you know, for me to gain mental strength. Yeah. And he's always speaking to me, uh, you know, regarding training. My, my trainers coach the likes of Amir Khan, Jamie Moore, Matt, you know, these guys have fought on that world record. Um, and he said to me, Ali, look, you can go all the way, but it's all in your head. How you live your life, how you stay at home, um, how you consume your foods, it's all got to be, you know, you've got to get the balance right and you can go all the way. And, and boxing is a thinking spot and you've got to just use your brain. And I feel so, as, as a fighter, sometimes I don't use my brain. I use my physical strength over my mental strength. And it mm -hmm. is all in your head. And I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a believer. If I put the hard work in, I won't fall short. Yeah. I, I believe that in my head. So well, if you I cut started... corners, I defeat yeah. myself before I enter the ring. If I cut any corners, because I'm going over it in my head. Oh, such a, such a day. I didn't go for a run, such and such a day. I consume bad foods and mm -hmm. it plays it on my head. But if I live the correct life, I'm winning. In my head, I've won the fight before I get to the ring. No, that's, that's not... I, you know, when I, when I started following your story, that was just something that... not I, Just like your mum and dad all those years ago, I don't understand diabetes you know, very well. I, I, I know some people that, that, that have it. Um, yeah. Unless you're close to it, it's hard to yeah. know, and my thinking would have been maybe you'd be a bit weak, but you manage no, it. You, no, no. you manage it so well, and you you kind of you've 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 developed it, and technology's changed, and you know different. I mean, the fact that the sky's my limit, man. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. I mean, the main thing I've got to ask you at this point, as we continue on, how's your chin? Have you got a good chin? My record says I have. <laughs> you, you've not been. You've not been. You, you, you've not been rocked yet. No, no. Touch wood. Good, no. Good. Good, no, good, 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 good. Good to know. Good to know. So, so going back, going back to 15 years old, Cassim. Sorry to interrupt yep, you. Yep. Let's change the chin subject. <laughs> so going back to 15, um, I, I've been rejected. Um, denied off my license and then I've moved to Bevy Amateur Boxing Club now where Scott yeah. Big Box, Amir Khan, um, Mark Thompson's, the list goes on, you know, a lot of great yeah. fighters have boxed out of that gym. So I've moved there and we, under mixed jelly, I've gone and got my uh, amateur uh, medical, you know, pass. I passed my medical but I've got my license now and I have 34 amateur fights, 129. I won the Celtic International Box Cup, I won the Haringey International Box Cup the university championships, and then I've turned pro in 2015, uh, yeah. where I've passed my medicals now, I'm sparring great fighters like yeah, Brian Rose, Shane Singleton's, Rick Goddings, you know, some great fighters at the time. Yeah. And I'm two weeks out from a fight, 
I've passed my professional medicals, which you've got to do annually. I've passed them. The doctor shook my hand. We've happily uh, shook hands and he's wished me best of luck. And uh, I, it was about 10 days out from me. I'm driving to the boxing gym. I get a call from a manager and he says, Ali, have we got something mixed up here? Are you type 1 diabetic? And I said, yeah, yeah, what's wrong with that? I've passed my medicals. And he's actually mm -hmm. the board have denied your license. They've never had a diabetic professional boxer. And that, whoa, no way. I've sold so many tickets. I was supposed to make my debut at Blackpool Winter Gardens. And uh, I've been um, denied of my license. And then um, I've gone to the gym now. I arrived at the gym and Carl Linz was my trainer then. And mm -hmm. um, he said, Ali, have we got something mixed up? Are you really diabetic? I said, yeah. What's wrong with being diabetic and he said I didn't know I didn't know you're such a healthy lad you train uh, as hard or harder than the lads here I can't believe you you know diabetic you're firing at all cylinders and I said yeah I'm diabetic and he said wow I didn't know and I said look uh, Carl should, I shouldn't have it printed on the forehead that I'm diabetic uh, you didn't know because I control my diabetes in a good manner and he goes mm -hmm. absolutely and uh, he said, look, I agree with you, but uh, I don't know why they've denied you of your license because I couldn't tell you're diabetic. I said, um, I don't know, and then uh, I don't know what's happened. So we've gone home and uh, spoken to solicitors and, um, you know, my advisor and manager at the time, Asad Shami, he's come on board and uh, we've all sat down and my family, we've all sat down and, like, discussed, like, what can we do about this now? And we've all sat down and, you know, speaking to a legal team and they said, look, this is discrimination. And if Ali's healthy enough, he should get his boxing license. And then in, I, I, I met up with the doctor consultant, leading consultant in the UK of diabetes. He's called Dr. Ian Gallen. And mm -hmm. I will refer to him by my consultant in Rochdale, Dr. Prakash. And, uh, I went and met him at the Royal Berkshire Hospital in Berkshire. So mm -hmm. I travelled from Rochdale to Berkshire and uh, he did his tests on me. He said, Ali, you are fit and healthy. By the way, this doctor, he was a consultant for Sir Steve Redgrave, the Olympic rower. I think wow. he's a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said yeah, to me, yeah. look, Ali, you're in the boxing ring around consultants, around doctors and paramedics, whereas Sir Steve Redgrave, he was in the open water, no paramedics. You know, he's out in the open sea and his sugar levels were dropping whilst he was competing. And mm -hmm. his is a whole different ball game compared to yours. Yeah, yeah. Your sugar yeah. levels do go out of control. You know, this paramedic said to help you. Or yeah. um, uh, referee can, you know, pull you out. Whereas mm -hmm. the red graves is in open sea and nobody mm -hmm. can, you know, a helicopter probably above them, but it'll take a few minutes for the helicopter to get hold of him. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he said, look, you should be getting your license. So we had a meeting with the boxing board and I was granted my license. And in uh, September 2018 is when I made my professional debut. Yeah, but and, just, to uh, take you, just to take you back, just to take you back there, that was a three year period. You're oh, when, absolutely. You talk, when, you, yes. when, when you talk about it there, it sounds like a couple of weeks, you know, I've got the doctor, I've got the solicitor, yes. I've got my manager. Three but years, three years yeah. it could yeah. have been quite easy for you to think, listen, I'm going to pack this in, man. It's not happening. 
how did you how did you keep yourself motivated? You know, obviously you had some good people around you, your manager, yes. your doctor, yes. your parents, you know, but how you know, for people listening out there that go through challenges that maybe yes. you know, bumpy roads along the way, how would you oh, tell them yeah. to fight through that in those three years? Sorry, I cut this short, guys. This was going back 2016, 2017 yep. time now. You know, as I've met the doctor, you get an appointment in three to four months' time. So it's easy me talking. I'll think it happened overnight, but it was a yep. three-year period. So within them three years, I was at university. I graduated. Oh, yeah, going back to my father now. My father had a deal with me. He said, if you graduate in whatever you do, you can box on and I'll support yep. you within your career with the costs. But if you don't graduate, you can't box. You won't have my sport. You'll have to stand on your own feet. So um, I graduated in sports studies from Edge Hill University uh, with a 2-1 bachelor's uh, degree well in sports well studies. So um, when my boxing license was denied, I got in contact with my high school, Matthew Moss High School in Rochdale. I got in contact with them. Uh, the headmaster there currently, Mr. Morales, He's like a family member of mine now, like a friend, mm -hmm. very, very close to mine. Yeah, mm -hmm. He's a proud teacher of mine, and we're in contact together. He came to my wedding. We, mm -hmm. He's in regular contact. He comes to all my fights. And yeah. um, with Mr. Morehouse, I've got in contact with him. I think I messaged him, and he said to me, come into school and see me. So I went into school to see him. I said, Mr. Morehouse, look, I've got my degree. I need a job. And uh, he said, Ali, look, it's December time now. There's nothing available. Come back in September, and if there's any jobs available, you'll be the first one getting it. I said, appreciate it. So, pure gym now. There's a local commercial gym literally round the corner from the house, five minute walk. Mm -hmm. I know the manager there. I've gone over and spoke to him, and uh, he said, Monday morning, you've got the job. I saw him on the weekend, said, Monday morning, you've got the job. So, I started PTing, you know. Passing my time by visiting the doctors, going back and forth on emails, doing more research. You know, mm -hmm. on how can I, how can I uh, get my British board of boxing controls, boxing license? Um, mm -hmm. So we did a peaceful protest at the Anthony Joshua Joseph Park fight. Um, mm -hmm. We left from Rochdale with 10 people. When we arrived in uh, Wales, we were like 10 people with us. This is not a this is not a protest. Nobody's even going to look at us. So, yeah. obviously, we had like a few banners saying, like, first, you know, diabetic boxer being denied of a license when he's healthy. We mm -hmm. had a few signs, and over 10,000 people joined me. And um, uh, I spoke to the secretary there of the British Guard Boxing Control, and he said, You'll get your license as long as you. Pass your medicals uh, a few weeks later. I passed my medicals and I was granted my British Board of Boxing Control boxing license. No, I was that's absolutely proud. proud. It was a proud moment for me. Wow. Um, and I was granted my license and I'm just showing to people, not even the only, if, not just diabetics, but people who are suffering from mental health, other illnesses that should never give up in life. Anything is possible if you control your illness or condition in a good manner. Seek help from professionals and you can do absolutely anything in life. Tyson Fury is a prime example from the mental health sector. Mm -hmm. He's got a show and look, he's come back. I think he had a two or three year layoff as well. Unbelievable. And he's come back and not 
the heavy, the biggest puncher of recent times. Yeah, yeah. in this one and knocked him out yeah. in a brutal manner. And yeah. Tyson, I look up to him massively. Uh, he's a very big motivator. Um, he's shown me at first hand that look, the um, sky's your limits if you put the work in. Yeah, I think Tyson Fury's story. Um, Amazing. I mean, Amazing. One of the episodes I watched, I watched it when he was on Joe Rogan. And, okay. and just, oh, yeah. Just, Amazing. Just to, yeah, just to listen to him and hear where he was and where he came back to. So it's good to hear you say that as well. But you're absolutely right. As low as you can feel in life, there's always there's always time to come back. There's always a chance. Absolutely. You then, you know, you've fought through all those Sorry, Carson, to interrupt you. Look, uh, diabetes, me personally, I don't believe it's an illness. I believe it's a condition and a controllable condition. Yep. Like I've shown, if you control your condition in a good manner, you can do absolutely anything. Yes, yep. there is. If you control it in a bad manner, it goes out of control. You seek help from the professionals who will guide you on the right path to control your illness or condition in a good manner. Mm -hmm. And with with the boxing, um, I've had um, a few changes in my team, and it's just to better myself and you mm -hmm. know to push on. Like for example, my first trainer, I'm in contact with him, very good friends. Um, I was training with him, and I changed trainers. Now with another trainer, it's just you know to better myself. So you yeah. understand when it's time to. When you know that you've got to make a few changes, you should make the changes in order to better yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Tyson Fury is another example. He did the he did the same thing before he fought. I mean, yeah. a lot of people didn't agree with it. Ben Davis yeah. had done a really good job in the first fight, but it, yeah. he needed was somebody just to nudge him up that bit more. Um, yeah, and obviously he went to the crunk, the crunk, crunk, crunk gym. And, yeah, and what you know. What a story that was. He came out a totally yes, different yes. fighter. Put it on yes. Deontay Wilder. So if that's the changes, I don't know what type of change. We don't want to give away too much at the moment to, to your future opponents. But what are you working on just now in your boxing? I've watched a few of your videos. Um, yes. You know, you've got lovely skills. Very relaxed in the ring. You know, you've yes. got a nice combination. Good jab. But what, what areas are you are you feeling like you need to you need to touch up on? I was speaking to my trainer. Um, I've been back in the ring now two years and it'll be two years in September and right. we're just taking it one step at a time. I've just got to keep learning my trade. Boxing, you can't be rushed. If yep. when, when my I'm signed with MTK Global, um, Tyson Fury's team. I'm hoping I, yep. I get to box on like, the same card or the same yep. uh, That would be good. Tyson Fury's, it'll be amazing him coming from don't the your, Don't forget your friend Carson from Scotland. A couple of tickets my way bro for that one. Yeah. Definitely, I will do. But uh, Tyson Fury, like he's shown never to give up. I've shown never to give up. There's a bit of synergy there, and I'd absolutely love to box on the same card as Tyson Fury in the future. It'd be amazing. That and, would be uh, awesome. Um, I'm just taking it one step at a time, you know, just learning my trade. We were talking about it in the gym today, and my boxing trainer just said to me, it's Humphrey Harrison, fantastic trainer, brother of... Uh, legend uh, Oliver Harrison who sadly passed away last yeah. year um, yeah. is uh, his elder brother uh, Humphrey Harrison and mm -hmm. he's he's trained you know your Martin Murray's Amir Khan's Jamie Moore's the list goes on and he said to me look Ali you've got the attributes it's just about building building 
and at the right time you'll get you'll get to um, we'll get to the heights. Let's take it a step at a time. But fair enough. You've got to listen to your teacher and believe in your team, yeah. and that's what I'm exactly doing. So we take it one step at a time. At the moment, we're all fighting a one fight together, and that's with the coronavirus. Let's overcome this hurdle. And uh, all being well, I'll be in the ring very, very soon. Looking forward to my fight. And I hope um, some Scottish fans can come along as well and cheer me on. Listen, um, uh, well, first things first, I'm your first Scottish, you know, your first main Scottish fan here. So I'll you've got to look after me first. I will spread the word, of course. Um, I think you've come across fantastically well. Um, you know, what's the goals? Just you, you, let the viewers know you fight at welterweight, I believe. Welterweight, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very exciting division. Obviously, a division that's been dominated for a long time by Floyd Mayweather, yeah. who's obviously, yeah. you know, Legend. supposedly retired. But we don't know when the money's right. We might see him back in the ring. He's always um, giving his teasers, isn't he? Hating the you've got the some pants. great, you've got some great talent in there. You've obviously got Terence Crawford. You've got um, Errol Spence Jr. You've John got, Parker, you know, Sean Porter. Pacquiao still fights in that division. But closer yeah. to where, obviously, that's, that's, that's right up there. But you've obviously got, like you said, every day at a time, you've got some good welterweights to look at in Britain as well. I yeah. believe you've got the likes of Josh Kelly. You've got uh, Connor Ben. Could these yeah. three fights we see you in the future? Maybe. I'm just taking it one step at a time. Them guys are on the verge of like British titles, European titles, world titles. They're on the verge of uh, them titles. I'm basically... Six fights in, I'm taking it a step at a time, nice and easy. Yeah, whoever, you know, my team put in, I'm with the biggest management company in the world, MTK Global. Whoever they put in front of me, ready to rock and roll. So how old are you How old are you now, Ali, bro? How old are you now? Uh, I've had three years taken away from me. I'm 27 now. And Plenty you know, the time years have moved on. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 so many boxers that I've watched growing up, they don't really hit peak until they're like 30, 30 plus. So, yes. you know, you you could be, by the time you get to 30, you should be hopefully, you know, in title contention by that time. Absolutely. That, that, should, that should be Absolutely. the plan. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, if you make it over to Vegas and you fight at the MGM Grand... Hey, one I'll, second, I've got to interrupt you. I've got to interrupt you, Cassim. Look, boxing's yep. in Britain right now. It's come over from the States. Come on. All the heavyweight belts are in Great Britain. All the belt, like the major titles, are in. But they don't, but they don't come over, bro. The Americans, they never come over and fight. They never come here. So that's the. the I would love it. I mean, you're right. We they do come the, over as long as they've got the something to fight for. Listen, you get them. You get them over here. I mean, there's so many big names. I'd love to see the likes of Canelo. There's talks of Canelo coming over and having a fight in Britain. You know, you'd love to see Pacquiao fight in Britain before you finish yeah. it. Um, but look, you're absolutely right. Boxing is booming in Britain right now. You know, let's, let's, bring, let's bring a big fight in the next couple of years to Rochdale Football Stadium, eh? Why not? Why not? Listen, let's you... Sky's the limit, brother. If you, if you can fight the battles that you've fought, you've got a good team now, you're in position with MTK... They're very well known. That they're doing good work for lots of boxers. The best team in the world. I think you've just got to keep your head down the same way you have your whole career, and just take yeah. one day at a time. And inshallah, you know you're going to you're going to. I've got a feeling there's definitely you're going to go on to win British title, and, and, I, and I've got a hope that you can go on challenge for a world title, and then 
You know what? Then it's, it's, who, it's whoever the best man is on the night if you get to that point. Absolutely. Listen, it's been a pleasure, bro. If you get up to Glasgow, please give me a shout. I'll get in touch with you and we'll get together. Well, we'll, stay, we'll stay in touch and let's keep in touch and maybe do another another catch-up as, as, as your career goes on. You're 6-0 just definitely. now. I'll be, follow, I'll be following and hopefully people will tune in and get behind you, Ali, as well. Great story. Yeah, guys, follow me on Twitter, Muhammad Ali Box. Follow uh, Kasim, he's doing fantastic with the podcast and let's help one another reach our heights. It's about humanity, it's about helping one another. Let's reach them heights, guys. No, and let me see, follow, just, just, before, just before you I go, Scottish fans now. Show me, where, show me where you are. I believe you're in your brother's restaurant. Yeah, due to the coronavirus, it's all, you know, closed, closed up upstairs. So I'm the man up there. Love it. Muhammad Ali. So it looks awesome. What type of what type of food do we get uh, when things open back up and we get back in there? Nice kebab, nice grilled food? Um, it's grilled food. It's not uh, kebabs, Kasim. Uh, it's not kebabs. Okay. It's your healthy okay. meal preps. You can get your burgers, but they're grilled as well. So the next okay. we're talking about Canelo. I've got Canelo on here. <laughs> Listen, he's a good guy to he's a good guy to to be inspired by. Um, I can, so I'm a massive boxing fan. As we've had a couple of phone conversations already. So I love my boxing. So I'm looking forward to following your journey. We'll stay in touch um, and just keep 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 going, brother. You know you're inspiring a lot of people. I see your Twitter page. A lot of diabetic people are coming to your page, and, and you you're giving people hope. Keep doing your yeah. thing, man. May may God reward you, and, and may you get all your achieve all your dreams. And uh, well done, I want to say, but to your dad. Your dad, your mum and dad for standing by you and supporting your dreams. But also a big credit to your dad who made a very good deal with you there. No degree, no boxing. You've got both yeah. of those boxes ticked now. So, so good luck to you moving forward. And I'll look to get this out as soon as possible. Stay in contact, Kasim. Nice to be here, brother. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care.